Welcome to the Life Podcast, where we offer real hope to real people dealing with real life. We filter our thoughts through God's thoughts and our ways through God's ways. We pray you're blessed by this podcast. Enjoy the show. Welcome back. This is the Life Podcast. Living intentionally for eternity, people. I am excited to be back with one of my favorite guys. (laughs) My man. (laughs) The smoothest man in the land. (laughs) The creepy crawler himself. The man who levitates. One and only Dave Boots. What's up, my brother? Not much, Dez. Good evening to you, sir. (laughs) And I'm also joined by my new co-host the wise sage the mystic himself mr eric talbert what's up sir hey what's up Des? how you doing man <laughs> i'm doing well i'm doing well i'm so Good. glad to be joined by you fellas again last week on the podcast we talked about divorce how we fell out of love we looked at god's word and we saw in malachi 2 and matthew 19 god's feelings and emotions and thoughts Concerning divorce, we talked about how divorce affected you all individually. Um, And today we're going to continue that conversation um, from a different perspective. So I'm just excited to hear what you all have. What did you all think about last episode? Kind of getting it out. We haven't talked about in a while in that depth. What's your reflections? What are y'all thinking about? It was a little heavy, man. <laughs> it was a little heavy, but uh, you know, um, it was good though. I, I, you know, I think we both expressed our true feelings about you know, what happened, you mm-hmm. know, and um, dealt with mostly us. Yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, mostly. yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Trying to just really focus on you know us, our road, the road that we played in it, mm-hmm. and um, and how it affected us, and and um, yeah. I, I thought we were pretty transparent as much as we could be without getting yeah. too personal. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> it was pretty good. I thought I thought it was good. Great episode. Good episode. Yeah, I think it's always hard to talk about um, divorce yeah. because of the the shame level of it, the embarrassment, kind of guilt, all that stuff wrapped up. I can see how that can be a little difficult. So I just want to tell you all how thankful I am and from the views I've been seeing already other people are very thankful as well because they may be on the edge of it they may be walking it they may have even done it and just to hear men talk about this is important right because um usually it's women talking about it so Mm -hmm. men need to like let that out so I'm just so thankful that the Lord laid this on our heart to talk about it cool 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 cool. so today I've been well in the past week I've been reading Tim Keller's book called The Reason for Marriage and uh it's been really good So our life point is going to come from his book. He says, the reason marriage is so painful and yet wonderful is because it is a reflection of the gospel, which is painful and wonderful at once. The gospel is this. We are more sinful and flawed in ourselves than we ever dared believe. Yet at the very same time, we are more loved and accepted in Jesus Christ than we ever dared hope. 
This is the only kind of relationship that will really transform us. Love without the truth is sentimentality. It supports and affirms us, but keeps us in denial about our flaws. Truth without love is harshness. It gives us information, but in such a way that we cannot really hear it. God's saving love in Christ, however, is marked by both radical truthfulness about who we are, yet also ourselves. The conviction and repentance moves us to cling to and rest in God's mercy and grace. The hard times of marriage drives us to experience more of this transforming love of God. But a marriage, but a good marriage will also be a place where we experience more of this kind of transforming love at a human level. The gospel can fill our hearts with God's love so that you can handle it when your spouse fails to love you as he or she should. That frees us to see our spouse's sin and flaws to the bottom and speak of them and yet still love and accept our spouses fully. And when, by the power of the gospel, our spouse experiences that same kind of truthful yet committed love. It enables our spouses to show us that same kind of transforming love when the time comes for it. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. That's some good stuff that's right good. there. Yeah, that's good. That boy know how to write. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say so. Say so. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Drop the mic on that. Drop the mic, bro. I, I read that. I'm almost, I'm, I'm falling out my seat like, good gracious. Is that what that's all about? <laughs> If I only knew. <laughs> right, 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 right. If I only knew that, maybe we could have had a chance. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I thought that was really uh, insightful. So that's our life point um, for today. So one of the first things I want to discuss with you all is kind of, Dad, you jump right into what I want to talk about. If I only knew. Great question, because that's our first question <laughs> that we want to talk about concerning. Um, that's the concerning. Uh, if I only knew mm-hmm. what God meant for marriage, maybe our chances would have been better. But we don't have to guess. We know. Because in the beginning, in Genesis, God said what his thoughts and purposes for marriage was. Right. And the first man who was perfect agreed. Amen. <laughs> and Genesis 2 gives us that account. So, Mr. E, if you don't mind, can you read that account for us? Genesis 2. Sure, Genesis two twenty one, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made it into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bone, and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. Because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, and the man and his wife were not ashamed. Come on now. Amen. That thing was so good, that Bama started singing. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) That joint turned from prose to poetry. (laughs) He said, I ain't never seen nothing like that. What is that? That ain't no. Whoa, man. Whoa. He said, that ain't no lying. (laughs) I'm be lying next to her. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) Bust out in the song, boy. (laughs) Isn't she lovely? Right, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. That's so we see there God's intent, this beautiful, dynamic, loving 
thankful, grateful response to God's mm-hmm. view to marriage in the mm-hmm. beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh, how had that? Oh, how that's changed. <laughs> that yeah. probably lasts during the honeymoon season, and then <laughs> you start living with each other, <laughs> right. have some babies. You're like, man, <laughs> right? Who is this woman you gave me? <laughs> for so many people, <laughs> who is so, this woman you gave me? <laughs> I ain't saying I ain't talking for myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I like Adam. This woman you gave me. Right. <laughs> this woman you gave me. <laughs> but no, I, 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 it's, 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 it's amazing. It's amazing to see that reality. So, if, if, if possible, first question: If what you know about Christ now you knew back before you got divorced, do you think you could have stayed married? Mr. E. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll say this. Uh, I do believe that there is a level of wisdom that comes with time and with age. And yes, if I knew some things, even the choice of marriage would have, you know, um, been a little different. Um, so yes, wisdom. You uh, what they say? Hindsight is twenty twenty. So you always would have a different thought about it later, right? But I do also think that um, it takes two. You know, it really does. Uh, on my part, there would be things I would have done differently, and 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 really zoned in on, right? Right. Um, so and it and I do believe that it is the man's job to be a show for Christ in the mm-hmm. situation. So yes, there would have been a lot more, more love or whatever the case may be, but I'm not even the same guy now that I was then, Amen. you know, and, um, I think we do grow in grace Amen. and starting out as a, um, baby Christ or <laughs> whatever, and trying to do all of it, uh, not to make excuses, but, um, I think it, it was a very challenging time. So yes, uh, and and I am married, and so there are things that I have processed in terms of um, when we talked last week. The ten years that I was by myself, there was things that God showed me about me that right. helped change me to prepare me. So yes, I would have been a little more prepared, uh, I think, um, back then, based on what I know now. But yeah, way to way to way to answer that <laughs> without really saying. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> no, Pretty man, I would, I, would definitely, I would definitely piggyback on a lot of what you said, man. Um, if I if I knew now, if I'd have known then what I know now about Christ, I definitely would have tried harder mm-hmm. not to uh, to end my marriage, even though it wasn't my choice or my decision to mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. I definitely would have would have tried harder and not have been so passive in the. Uh, in the process, um, definitely trusting God <clears throat> mm-hmm. in the midst of what was going on and not really leaning into my own understanding. You know, mm-hmm. that's where Proverbs comes mm-hmm. in at right there, not leaning into my own understanding, but trusting the Lord um, and just trusting that he would give me the strength, give me the the wisdom and um and 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 give me the perseverance to kind of put per, uh, to to go through it, as opposed to saying, you know what, I'm not going to keep 
dealing with this mm. you know um looking at the big picture knowing the consequences now mm-hmm. and knowing the um the effects of divorce and the um on everyone mm-hmm. on everyone mm-hmm. because even me after i got divorced um it was almost like a license to to sin mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. more so no definitely if i knew then what i know about christ now or knew about god's mandate for marriage and that everything that you go through um god has already given us what we need Mm -hmm. if we just diligently seek it um in all avenues Mm -hmm. even if it's wise counsel you know if it's just uh, more communication with your spouse Mm-hmm. Even the submission part of it, mm-hmm. you know, just submitting to the to the Holy Spirit and letting Him do the work. So, um, I, I definitely would have um, looked at divorce differently if I'd have known then what I know now. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mister E, do you want to piggyback? Uh, anything? <laughs> I know. Normally, I do. I was <laughs> I was blank for a minute there. I'm sorry. I'm back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, things, simple things like maintaining the courtship in the marriage um, that I have learned. Yeah. Um, it's funny how you get married and now you want to act like whatever you've known and whatever you've seen. Yeah. When maybe in the dating phase, there was this, hey, what do you want to eat? Uh, where do you want to go? There's all of these, I care about what you want. Mm-hmm. And then you get married, and now it's all of a sudden, I don't want that. Why, why would you even ask me to do that? You know, mm-hmm. all of it switches. Bickering. Yeah, and we go back and forth. And sometimes I think we pick up the mindset of people we see, yeah. uh, the, whatever kind of relationship we came from as far as mom and dad or marriage pastor of your church or whatever the case may be all these things have big influences and you don't think about any of that when you're younger you're just trying to do what you've seen you know and trying to work it out that way versus getting to know your spouse for who she is Mm -hmm. and embracing her uh and her embracing you i think that i've learned over time didn't know any of that back then Mm -hmm. um and you just go with the flow a lot so mm. um i think i would be more intentional come on um, um now more intentional versus back then just acceptance and flowing and just going through the motions so to speak yeah real quick e, let me ask you a question how how important do you think it is for you to really be friends mm with your spouse man that's big man it is right i, I, I think the word like is yeah, you, more important exactly, than exactly even love i mean love can carry you through the hard times but uh i think it is possible to like your spouse you know yeah. i'm married I, I like my wife you know right, and right. we hang out sometimes sitting on the back porch just sitting and don't have to go nowhere be going some people gotta go somewhere and i didn't I know that sounds crazy. I never thought I would be able to do that. But, right, you know, just right. to sit there, she reading something, I'm reading something. Hey, yeah. you good? You good? You need something? The, you know, all those kind of things that are in the courtship that comes into a marriage, it makes for a better marriage. I agree you know? wholeheartedly because as you were talking, that's that's the thing that came into my mind. Mm-hmm. It's like, is this my friend? Do I, yeah. you know, yeah. if, 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 yeah. if, is this somebody? And, and, and Pastor, uh, uh, my brother Lonzo, 
that was one of the things that I learned through his counseling was, you know, he asked if you guys were not, you know, involved in this loving relationship, is mm-hmm. this somebody that you could just kick it with? Mm-hmm. It's somebody you could just hang out with mm-hmm. and have a good time. Right. You know, and a lot of us getting married, man, and didn't realize that we really don't like this person. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really don't like you. <laughs> it makes it hard to love you and want to serve you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So, so oh, I, yeah. I, for for me, man, I just know that. I mean, it's a whole different perspective. It's a whole different vibe yeah. when you truly like yeah. the person. A yeah. lot of some of the stuff just comes yeah. easier. Yeah, not saying yeah. the relationship is going to be easy, but some right. of the the servitude part of it. There you know, you serving each other and willing to submit or uh, compromise more mm-hmm. based upon because the relationship is the most important thing. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. so technically so, your wife should be your best friend. She should be your best friend. You know, that, I that, agree that, you know, God is your everything. But I believe when you deal with the two becoming one. Yeah. Who else is going to be that close? Exactly. To you, you know, exactly. Other than your nobody he says, leave and cleave your mom and dad, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that should be your best friend. Best mm-hmm. friend. You know, but it takes trust for that. Yeah. You know, and when you do those separate things, and that's why he said, except for uh, sexual immorality with yeah. the divorce thing, because when you start stepping out of the marriage into other sexual things, you're building relationships outside of the marriage, mm-hmm. and it's hard to rebuild that trust. Not impossible. We've got anything's possible, but it's hard to rebuild that trust once it's broken. Mm. It's very hard. Couple things. That you said, oh, Mr. E, you said facade, the facade during the dating stage. While you're courting, you put on this facade, like, what do you want to eat? No, what do you want to eat? Oh, no, what do no. you want to eat? No, I'm saying, like, you well, was no, just saying, Well, no, I don't think like, it was a facade. I think we do that. Right, but it's like Because we this, care. Yeah, you care, but you're putting your best foot forward. But I was saying in, re- in regards to when you're saying once you're married, that stuff kind of changes it changes yeah. right i heard one person say you know familiarity breeds contempt true and true. i think that's just a good way to look at it you just become familiar and complacent one of my dangerous seas nothing dwarfs yeah growth like complacency you I just think- get comfortable around somebody and you feel like you don't have to because you don't have to keep intentionally pursuing this person mm-hmm. You know, I know my I got, wife says that. I got him now. I got yeah. him now. So, um, I thought that was I thought that was really good. Dad, you said. Well, let, me, oh, let, me, let me make sure because I, I, I do think that that can be a genuine thing yes. when you're dating people to really care about what they want to eat and all of these different things. And and I don't think it's always just just because you uh, are trying to just get them either. Sometimes it's genuine because you care and you're really trying to get to know them. But we said it last week. When you deal with selfishness and the shift and whatever it is, uh, when people get married, that selfishness of I only care about myself, I only care about what I want, it causes you to start acting differently. It causes you not to care. You're bringing something home at one time when you're dating, and that I'm not bringing it home. I don't even feel like doing that. It may be my job. It may be career. It may be life is shifting. And your mind, because you're not really going to Christ and finding out what's going on on the inside, who are you going to take it out on? Your wife, the closest your person wife, to you. The closest person to you. So now I'm no longer being submissive and caring. I'm being internally selfish. And the only person I can care about is me. Mm. 
Okay. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, I'm kind of a hard hitter, bro. I'm gonna say a facade. I'm gonna stick okay. with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stick with it. I, I appreciate you. Though. I appreciate you giving me the other side. Nah, nah it's cool. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Uh, I, I mean, when I was dating Shanice, I've kind of made it my point to give her Desmond, uh, so she can make that choice if she wanted to do that. I mean, it was a level of, I guess it was a level of superficiality. You want somebody to like you. You know, that's a reality. But I, I really did strive for her to know, look, this is me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is me. I mean, I also was like 25, 26. Not saying I was super old, but it was old. I mean, she was, she was really like my first girlfriend. You know, my first and only real girlfriend. Now she's my wife. But I really tried to make it a point to be like, babe, this is me. Like I'm, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Not to say I'm not changing. I will change because you change for those you love. Mm-hmm. The more we grow close to the Lord, you changing. He ain't changing, <laughs> but you changing, mm-hmm. and that's how it is in a loving relationship. You do change for the better of that person. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that, but it was just like the core of who I am. This I wanted her to see that because it's unfair to do that to people. Put on this facade for so long, and then they think this is you, and you marry them. And they just like a whole different person. Mm-hmm. And that's why we need wisdom. We need to be close to the Lord. Because if, you, if you're connected with him, he'll let you know the red flags. Now, if you heed the red flags, if you, yeah. if you, bring, yeah. other pe- if you bring other people in your relationship, like that dating and isolation for a Christian is a no-no. Mm-hmm. You know, other, need to, other people need to see you around each other. Other seasoned married people need to see, are y'all really a good fit? Mm-hmm. Let people have that freedom in your life to say, bro, you think, Mm-hmm. Did you see how she responded when she? Mm-hmm. You see how she looked at your mother when you? How is she dealing with other when other girls are around you? Like all that stuff is the thing you need to like look at. And mm-hmm. I had people in my life that was wise that looked at that stuff, and it was it served beneficial. Mm-hmm. And when I had you know my uncle and my mom and my dad and my cousin AJ, kind of like man, when you gonna marry this girl? I was like, she must be the one because they hard to get over. Mm-hmm. I'm not just saying I made my decision off of them. But these are wise people that I trusted and they mm-hmm. saw that Shawnee's loved me. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't have that. They date in isolation. Mm-hmm. They date like <laughs> it's just by themselves. And I don't even think it's an age appropriate thing. I think you always should have, you know, it's, it's much wisdom in many counselors mm-hmm. and many wise advisors is what Proverbs say. So I think if you're going to pick somebody that you're going to share your life with forever, mm-hmm. you might want some input from some wise people, you know, which I think. <laughs> I think that's a great, <laughs> a great example, man. I, I really is, and and mainly because no one thinks like that. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at least well, let me say this: this is the first time I heard that perspective. Oh yeah, that you shouldn't date in isolation. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know that's the first mm-hmm. time I heard it. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely understand the, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the principle of it, but that's the first time I heard it, and that's something that people need to know. Mm-hmm. You know, especially you know us in the faith and mm-hmm. um, that trust that say that we trust um, the pe- people that we have in our social circle. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's definitely a. I, I think that was that that was good. That was good. Yeah, praise yeah, God. Definitely, praise definitely. God. Yeah. No, that was that was just something that you know the Lord pressed upon my heart. Um, date openly. Don't be, because sin grows in the dark. I'm not saying you sinning with her, but I'm mm-hmm. saying the more you isolate yourself with this young lady, um, even apart from sin, but nobody really knows her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you trust, and they don't have a they don't have your ear. That that can just be dangerous because you're not the wisest person in the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you need people to look at that and be like. 
I don't know, bro. Definitely. And she needs people that's like, I don't know, sis. Like, right, 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 you see right, how right, upset, right. how angry he got yeah. because you didn't want to go there and right. he pouted. Mm-hmm. You want to do that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, you got to heat it, but you need that. Yeah, yeah. You won't be able to say you didn't know. Nah, and that's <laughs> a true friend. Like, the wounds of a friend is better than the kisses of an enemy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and that's just reality that Proverbs talks about. Mm-hmm. Better to be wounded by a friend than kissed by an enemy. You know, so yeah. if you all would have known this verse, these verses in Ephesians 5, I pulled it up. Mm-hmm. Husbands, this is verse 25, Ephesians 5, 25 uh, through 30, 32. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing uh, with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any blemish, but holy and blameless. In this way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church. But we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery. But I'm talking about Christ and the church. If you would have known that, gentlemen, would have been better. If you would have known it, applied it, meditated on it, talked about it, asked what that means. When you look at those verses and you look at your first, your your marriages at first, what are y'all thinking? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> known it, applied it, and... Um, not only applied it, but trust that it would carry you through the hard times. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think it's a, I think we do a disservice to people to make them believe that there'll be no hard times if you're in Christ. Come and, on, uh, there'll be no hard times, even salvation in Christ. And mm-hmm. you know, we, we're levitating, so to speak, through. <laughs> marriage and and so forth so um that 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 would be a disservice but what you lean on is god's word Hmm. and god's word does carry you through even some of the hardest times you know and uh one of the things that i and i said it last week and i'll say it again today um you can give an account for your actions and not other people adam said this woman you gave me that's placing the blame somewhere else and uh i i've never sat anywhere and placed the blame on uh my ex for anything uh i i took full responsibility for my part what i did not do Mm -hmm. and i to this day i would take the blame for that i repented for that uh the Bible says there is now therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I embrace that word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do know for a fact God's word is real and it works. Come on. Even when I'm not working, his word is real and it works. So I would tell anybody these scriptures do help carry you through bad relationships or bad marriages or whatever the case may be. God's word does work. If you are on the other side, though, like we're talking now, divorced, get it right with God before you even try to get it right with the spouse. 
get it right with God and let him guide you and walk you through that process how he wants to guide you and walk you through that process. But yes, this scripture tells us clearly the relationship that we should have, not only with our spouses, but with him. Come on. And when that's together, then it works the other things out. Right. Uh, Real quick. I'm going to let hold your thought. Oh, yeah. Is is it there? Yeah, I can stay on it. I can hold it. (laughs) Uh, Two things. Um, I remember talking to my uncle Lonzo one time, and he said, you know, him and his wife were struggling. She had, like, left for a couple days, and he said he didn't go to work. He was pretty um, depressed. And he wouldn't mind me sharing this. That's the only reason I'm sharing it. Mm -hmm. He said he was down in the dumps. He was in his basement. He said, you know, the song, Man in the Mirror. Really, mm-hmm. really changed them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to make the world a better place, you got to look at yourself and make a mm-hmm. change, right? right? He said that right. part really got him. And you just said you have to take responsibility for your actions mm-hmm. in the marriage. Mm-hmm. So he said his wife came home, like to grab some stuff, and he said he looked at her. He's like, "Sin, I love you and I love her, but it's about me and God. Get on my coattail." And we're gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna fly away. Mm-hmm. But it's about me and God. Mm-hmm. You're gonna benefit. You know. And his wife says her mantra to this day is, "I know I'll be okay because of Lonzo's love for Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's protected by his love for Christ." Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought that was really good, and that had me thinking this morning about our, our the linear relationship. It should be with people is him, then them. Mm-hmm. It's about him, then them. If you switch that order up, if this is about if it's about wife and kids, then God it ain't gonna work. If it's about kids and wife, ain't gonna work. Mm-hmm. But if it's about God and then them, even though it sounds selfish and many people be like, "What? Mm-hmm. Doesn't God want you to love your wives?" Yeah, he just said it. Doesn't he want you to love your kids? Mm-hmm. Yep, it's in the word. But he said, Christ says, if you want to follow me, your love for them need to look like hate. So your love for Christ needs to be so strong that they think they like, man, mm-hmm. I can't deter daddy. I can't deter my husband from Christ. And that may offend people, but they benefit from it because that same Christ going to turn and tell you what to do with your wife. Mm-hmm. He's going to walk with you through that and they benefit. So it's like this him and then them mentality. And that, that thing has blessed me mm-hmm. so much. And I think that mentality gives you your household a foundation to flourish and grow and prosper mm-hmm. because you're submitting to God. Your wife is submitting to you. The children submitting to y'all. You know what I mean? Now the order, now Colossians is coming up. This is in Corinthians and this is how God's order. Christ submitted to God. Man submits to Christ. Woman submits to man. Children submit to parents. Mm-hmm. And now this order is coming up and you start to see Genesis before chapter three. Mm-hmm. And you're like, man, this actually is beautiful. I ain't there yet. But I can see the vision and I can see that God's wise. So I think if we have a him, him and then them mm-hmm. mindset, I think mm-hmm. we may be all right. I agree. Mm-hmm. Does that make I sense? Agree. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, yeah. because we have so many examples. Yeah. So many great examples mm-hmm. of that happening. And not to say that um, life doesn't happen, you mm-hmm. know, even in, in the midst of that obedience, mm-hmm. you know, um, life's still going to happen. I think mm-hmm. that's the thing that deters people or makes people think that. Um, that it's not beneficial to, to, to worship God or to obey God or to follow Christ 
in that manner because life is still going to happen. Come on. But it's how we respond to it mm-hmm. that shows who we follow and whom we, mm-hmm. whom we say we belong to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, it's not going to be perfect mm-hmm. um, because you can have that same dynamic yep. and do everything right and one of your kids still go astray. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, endure and, and, and get out here and, and do foolish stuff. Um, but again, you laid the foundation. Yep. And, and and the seed has been planted. So you did your job. And the best thing you can do at that point is keep praying. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. That's the best Amen. I can do is pray yeah. for you, brother. Amen. Yeah, so I think what both of you all are saying is is essentially marriage is hard. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And yeah. it takes intention. It takes you being intentional to make it work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and the the reason why, let's just be blunt. The reason why marriage is hard is not God's fault. It's our fault. God, we read in Genesis two, his intention for marriage. Things was growing. They were happy. They were excited. They had joy. But sin came into the world. Mm-hmm. And now sin equals hardship. Marriage is hard because we're sinners. It's so simple, but it's profound, sir. Mm-hmm. It's simple. But if you go to a marriage thing, it's always these other complexities. No, it's just we're, all, we're selfish and we're sinners. <laughs> and we want our way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think Tim Keller says it a little bit better in his book, meaning the marriage. He says marriage is glorious, but it's hard. It's a burning joy and strength. Yet, there's also blood, sweat, and tears, humbling defeats, and exhausting victories. No marriage I know more than a few weeks old could be described as a fairy tale come true. Therefore, it is not surprising that the only phrase in Paul's famous discourse on marriage in Ephesians 5 that many couples can relate to is verse 32, printed above. Sometimes you fall into bed after a long, hard day of trying to understand each other, and you can only sigh. This is all a profound mystery. <laughs> At times, your marriage seems to be an unsolvable puzzle, a maze in which you feel lost. You ever felt like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I second that emotion. <laughs> yeah. No doubt, man. No doubt. And yeah. that's, 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 that's the reality. It's a both and. It is beautiful, but it's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's beautifully broken (laughs) (laughs) on this side of heaven. Right, right. That's why it's important to make a real decision in life about what it is you want, what you want to do. Um, Because uh, all of it can be hard. Raising children is hard. I mean, maybe, maybe I just don't know. But when you get into it and you're involved, it's hard, you know. Um, if you're into your marriage, it could be hard. If you're into walking for Christ and salvation, it's hard because it life is hard when you're engaged. That's why so many people disengage. Come on, because uh, it can be challenging to who you are and what you believe on so many different levels, and uh, you change. And as you change. Uh, you want people to stay the same, but they change <laughs> and you have to shift. I, uh, I talk about this a lot. Um, we have to be able to shift 
my kids, when they were little kids, I can't talk to them the same way because they're grown people now. Exactly. I have to make that shift. If I don't make that shift, then I'll be frustrated even more. Exactly. And I think that's the, the thing that we face a lot in marriages too as well, you know, shifting. If I see that, uh, okay, we're married now, if I, I'm, I should be aware of my wife's emotions. If I'm in tune to her, okay, this is not a good time for me to do this. Exactly. She's out of place. She needs exactly. this space. Exactly. And being able to recognize that and make those shifts with her. Um, God, you know, uh, noticing he's shifting and how he's dealing with me and recognizing where I am and where he is. Uh, the most powerful thing we have is is salvation, but also on our part is our wills. Mm-hmm. And those are being broken all the time right. <laughs> by him. Amen. And Jesus did in Gethsemane. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. But he sweat. He went through sweat and yeah. blood was coming out of his pores as he wrestled. He knew he was here to do that. Right. But mm-hmm. he still had a moment where he was wrestling mm-hmm. in the Garden of Gethsemane. Right. So uh, that was hard. So I think you the only way you really get through it is being intentional about making a serious decision mm-hmm. that for God I live, for God I die. For this woman I love, this is it. Right. If something happens, then it happens. But I married her and this is it. My children. They are always going to be my children, mm-hmm. <laughs> no matter what. And when you make these declarations to yourself and to God, I think it helps with the decision making. I got to find a way now mm-hmm. because I've made this a decision right. that I'm going to do. You yeah. know? It's just like a job. You, <laughs> you, this is my job and I got to go to work. You don't mm-hmm. feel like getting up going to work every day, but this is my job oh, and I got to go to work. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You just convicted me, brother. Hey, I'm like, hey. How many sick days I got? <laughs> it is beneficial. Right, go to work. right. The job didn't make you take it. You right. chose it. You chose hey, it. Brother. Yeah. Jesus didn't make us choose him. We chose it. Sin. Yeah. Sin, bro. You know? Sin make it hard. Yeah. Make it hard. Like so, this bed comfortable. Yeah, that's it. But you, when, you, when you are serious about your decision, you find a way. You find a way. Yeah. Dad, what makes what what factors makes marriage hard? Same question. First of all, it's two people. You know, <laughs> yeah, two right. different two different personalities, two mindsets, sinful people. Two sinful people. <laughs> that that's the first thing that makes it hard. Um and I think the second thing that makes it hard is uh selfless the lack of selflessness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um it's so much selfishness that mm-hmm. that that we have. And I think that's one of the biggest things that helped us and not um, and not putting God first, mm-hmm. not having it a, a, a faith based merge from the get go or moving into a faith based merge. Because I know for me, I wasn't I wasn't um, I wasn't saved uh, when I got married. Well, I was saved when I got married, but I wasn't intentional. About my faith when Come I got on. married, so I wasn't really walking in the faith when I got yeah. married. So that with that in and of itself was a hindrance to my marriage. Mm-hmm. And um, and as we were uh, reading the uh, Ephesians five twenty five, um, the problem that I had not really a problem, but an issue for me was uh, my marriage counselor. 
Mm-hmm. Marriage counseling is is huge. Come on, mm-hmm. you know, premarital counseling mm-hmm. that that's huge, man. And I, I again, I think my premarital counseling session was about forty five minutes. <laughs> really, it was about forty five yeah. minutes. Yeah. And he read this scripture and he read a couple other scriptures. Right. No, no uh, in depth teaching on it. No real true understanding of it. So I heard it, but what was I going to apply? Mm-hmm. You know. So having real good um, premarital counseling, something that's going to last, something that's going to challenge you, something that's going to test you, something that's going to make you think, you know, because I think that uh, with with really a thorough, a real thorough marriage counseling, it will cause some people not to get married. Mm -hmm. Man, I caught off my wedding twice. Exactly. <laughs> Doing marriage counseling. Yeah, right. And my, I mean, Alonzo said his whole purpose for marriage counseling is to get people not to get married because it's it's that weighty. Mm. He said it's his job to consider, make them consider, don't do it. And and that is that that's good <laughs> marriage counseling, man. Yeah. It should be. And I, I really, I truly feel that that's what it should be from your soul. It should it should be that tough. It should be that challenging. It should be that thought provoking. That you really step back and look and say, I'm I'm not as serious about this as I thought I was, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or I'm not as prepared for this as I thought I was, right. Right. or she's not the person, or he's not the person. That I really want to marry because mm-hmm. now you're getting challenged with your actual behavior mm-hmm. and your actual perspective and your actual thoughts and the, you know, the your upbringing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, all of those things are being challenged now. Right. And being brought to the forefront. And if you don't recognize the red flags in that situation, you want a wedding. You don't want a marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people mm-hmm. get married for the wedding. Yeah, they're yep. not getting married for forever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and 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 we've seen examples of that also. Mm-hmm. So, so do you think it's a lot of things? You said people are prepared more for a wedding, not a marriage. You said um, the two things, two factors for you were the two sinful people that makes right. it hard, and then the lack of selflessness. Yeah. Um, Mr. Eric, you said marriage is inevitably, inevitably hard. Mm-hmm. It's just hard. It's baked in. It's hard. But you also said in that husbands have the responsibility of being emotionally, physically, and spiritually in tune with their wife. And that can bring peace. In essence, that's what you were saying, mm-hmm. right? One thing that I, I see in my marriage that makes it hard is you have to mature mm-hmm. no doubt no doubt. you have to grow up mm-hmm. that's the best way i can put it you got to put childish things away mm-hmm. and only the lord can help you do that mm-hmm. like your wife is right if you spend too much time on a video game she's right and it may be hard to hear that because mm-hmm. you like man it's the only time i could put my my brain in autopilot i don't think she's getting mad over 25 minutes 30 minutes mm-hmm. it's when you up all night not helping, not mm-hmm. doing things. Like, you got to grow up, bro. You can't spend all your time with your friends. Like, she matters. Mm-hmm. Got to grow up, bro. Mm-hmm. And she can't take the lead in spiritual matters all the time. She may be stronger than you. You got to grow up. Mm-hmm. God's in the business of raising adult children, not children, children. <laughs> right, 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 right. And that's the hardest thing for me. I got to, 
I got to put those childish things away. It's a lot of childishness that I didn't know. That I don't even think I would have known if, if I didn't get married. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I'll give you a prime example. <laughs> this is so silly, but it's true. That you know I hate doing homework. You know how much I hated doing homework. Oh, my oh, god! Oh, yeah. It did not change when I got kids. I mean, hissy fits, pouting, <laughs> slamming stuff. Because my one-year-old, I mean, my six-year-old is like, we got this homework. And I think I'm done. And it's like, we got three more. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm getting upset. And, like, my whole night is messed up because I have to spend this time doing this homework. And what is your occupation? A teacher. I don't give homework. (laughs) I don't give homework, by the way. Because you don't want to be at home grading it for homework. (laughs) Ain't no homework. I love my students. (laughs) This is from a teacher. <laughs> Bro, no. I hate it. And it's like, but Desmond, you got to grow up. Mm-hmm. Maturity, uh, you said it last week, bro, and I don't know what you, I don't know if you know what you said. You said marriage is for adults. Yeah. It's for yeah. grownups. No it boys is. allowed. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And it is. And, and I don't think, and that's the beauty of marriage. It, it makes of men the things that men need. Mm-hmm. It, it pushes you to, here we go, word kind of archaic, but self-mastery yeah mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. where you begin to master yourself those habits mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. um because if you're in marriage and you are to love your wife the way christ loved the church christ ain't thinking about himself all the time children think about themselves all the time <laughs> that's it that's <laughs> you know it. what i mean christ ain't thinking about just what's going to bring him pleasure that's what kids do right he thought about he saw your need he looked down at your your life and knew that if he did not do this for you, you will perish forever. Mm-hmm. And in condescending love, he left his comfort and came down and, and died mm-hmm. and suffered. And he said, in the same way, do that for your wife. Amen. Even when we were yet sinners, what did Christ do, Mr. E? Died for us. Yeah. So that means, yeah. like Pastor Zach said the other day and during this sermon, God didn't, Christ didn't wait for you to get your act together to love you. Right, 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 <laughs> right. That's true. That's hey, true. bro, that's a grown-up decision. That ain't no kid decision. That's it. He ain't that's wait for it. you to get your act together and say, okay, now he's he's savable now. No. Yeah. He said, while you were downright rotten, dirty, filthy, vile, wretched, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. came and died for you. Amen. When you wasn't even responding to me, mm-hmm. grace came and saw your case. Mm. Yeah. Come on. And he said, in that way, love your wife, even when she's disrespecting you, mm. even when she's not giving you some, even mm. when you got to fight and pull for compliments, even mm. when she doesn't see the hard work you're putting in, even when all that stuff, can you still hold in and do it? And I don't, I, it's, a, it's, it's a mystery and I've not arrived, but that's what the Lord is teaching me. That's when you got to grow up. Mm-hmm. And when you grow up, you rise above about 97% of the population. <laughs> Yeah, you do. <laughs> Even in the church, you rise above a lot of people and you start to see, man, it's kind of lonely up here in this grown up world. Big time. Because Big time. we're more governed by our emotion than truth. Yeah. And that's what happens when we live in a culture the way we do it. Uh, where we, 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 glor- we glorify mediocrity, we glorify mm-hmm. um, um, adolescence and youthfulness. Mm-hmm. That, kills a, that kills a nation. Mm-hmm. It's the adults that make this world go around, not the kids. That's true. You know, and that can be a judgment. You know what I mean? God says when he judged the nation, he said, I'm going to give you children to rule over you and women to rule over you. Mm-hmm. Where are the men? Mm-hmm. 
men gotta grow up. So go ahead, Mr. E. I don't know if that makes sense, but no, no, I, I you're right on lot. point. I thought about something uh in James. It says, But be doers of the word and mm. not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and, and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he is. <laughs> but he looks into the perfect law and liberty and continues in it. And it is not forgetful hearers, but a doer of the work. Um, the reason why this was this, this came to me is because what wives do is they keep a mirror in front of you. <laughs> when you're single, this scripture applies perfectly in terms of knowing what to do, but walking away and doing what you want to do. But our wives keep that mirror up. <laughs> they show us us. <laughs> And we don't like to hear us. And so then that's when the hard time comes because it's like, man, go ahead, man, go ahead, go ahead, go yep. ahead. We're saying, go ahead, get out of here because you're putting a mirror up to me. Hmm. Our kids put mirrors up to us. They show us us, our imperfection. So when you're single and you're by yourself, you're just doing you and you, you're relying on the word friends and other people mm -hmm. that may be around you to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. But when you union with somebody and you have a wife, now you have a day-to-day -day person that's mm. not intentionally putting it up to tear you down, mm. but they're able to show you you because you think you're sometimes more than what you are. Mm -hmm. So God gives you a wife. He gives you children and things to show us us. It's like a mirror, a constant mm. mirror that's being put in front of our face. That's a blessing, and you learn how to appreciate it as you go along. But it could be frustrating, and that's what causes some of the hard times. Yeah. Because you'll push back on that. Hmm. You know, get out of here. No, no, no. Well, well, why wasn't this bill paid? Now, if you ain't you by yourself, you can pay it if you want or, or not. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're married, <laughs> the wife is like, well, why wasn't this bill paid? Okay, the marriage there. What you hmm. going to do? Hmm. <laughs> now I'm frustrated because I got this, I got that. And so uh, uh, wives are a blessing to us. Children are really a blessing to us when we recognize what they do represent. That mirror being placed in front of our face continuously. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And uh, <laughs> when you're talking about growth, man, I think that the most important thing with growth is that you have to have a desire to grow. Mm -hmm. You got to want to mm -hmm. grow. You got to want to be better. You yeah. got to want to be, um, you got to, you got to want to rise to the challenges mm -hmm. that your wife your kids life mm -hmm. uh, presents you yeah you know yeah. you you have to have a desire to grow um because if you don't um that that retards everybody wow that wow. retards everybody wow. because you know just in my personal life i want to i want my kids to be to be the best that they can be you know, so therefore I have to put forth the effort to help them get there. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted, I, I want whoever at the time I wanted my wife to be the best that she could be. Mm -hmm. You know, so you look at yourself and you say, "How do I help perpetuate this?" Mm -hmm. You know, that means that I have to be engaged, mm -hmm. intentional. I have to be intentional. <laughs> I have to have a plan. Uh -huh. You know, I have to have some type of Vision. financial. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> responsibility. Yeah. You know, all of those things, man. And and if you don't have that 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 inside you, that innate thing in you that that God gives us to be responsible, don't be passive. Come on. You know, take responsibility. You know, be courageous and face life. Um because the selfishness it is so destructive mm-hmm. on every level when we only think about ourselves mm-hmm. you know the things that we would do that i know that i would do when my wife rejected me mm-hmm. you know the selfish places that i would go into oh preach brother you know just because she rejected me come on um whenever she would you know talk to me a certain way that i didn't believe that she should have been talking to me mm-hmm. And the most important, you know, you know what men are. Respect. Don't disrespect me. Respect. Yeah, right, right, Don't right, disrespect right, me. Right, 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 you right, know, right, and right. the things that you would do, the vengeful things that you would do mm-hmm. because of those things, man. And 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 Eric, you have really, you know, hit it on the head as far as you're 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 focusing on what I did, mm-hmm. what was my role, mm-hmm. where did I fail? Because ultimately it's on the man. And a lot of people don't want to hear. A lot of men don't want to hear that. But ultimately, mm-hmm. it's on the man. Mm-hmm. And if you got married and you wasn't prepared for marriage, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Say it again. Mm-hmm. Say it again. Mm-hmm. If you got married and you started a family and you weren't prepared, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the bottom line. That's it. Yeah. And when you was talking, oh, one of the things that came to mind, you know, the scripture says, "Without a vision, people perish." Come on. Amen. As Amen. as the men, we should have the vision for have the our vision. family. We should, you know, and they're looking to it. But if we're blind, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we go in a ditch. They go in a ditch, right? You know, and um, that. And, but now the beautiful part too is <laughs> the other side. <laughs> the <laughs> other side. Of this. <laughs> Bring it on. Eve. Lighten up the mood. <laughs> right. Some levity, my brother. <laughs> that's, that's why God says. Be not unequally yoked with yes. unbelievers. Yes. Because one of the benefits of having a safe wife mm-hmm. is that neither one of you are doing this by yourself. Amen. And you have a helper, the he Amen. Holy Spirit that is helping you. Amen. So uh, it is the man's responsibility. Definitely. But if you have a safe wife, then that wife does not just lean to just her emotions and her feelings. But she goes to the Lord, too. And she covers you. She covers you in prayer. Um, Whatever you have, you know, and I've I've learned that what you deposit, you get back. Mm. So as I deposit prayer for my wife, uh, there are times when I don't feel like it. Oh, that's coming back. Why? Because we deposited those things into the relationship uh even how you deal with your kids uh with understanding versus and understanding each one of them as different individuals and not all the same just Mm -hmm. you know some uh you want to talk to more some you may have to you know whatever but (laughs) learning each one uniquely and dealing with them like that that's important too right and they will deal with you in love and respect for what you did so you are reaping <laughs> what you sow right. in a lot of ways and 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 so that that's important too i think learning that and like i said a lot of this you you gotta grow you, you have to be growth can never take place if i'm not humble enough to receive the correction for the growth amen 
Amen. Humility has got to be somewhere in there. Amen. And I think that's what we learn as we we hit our heads up against the wall enough times. It's like, okay, yeah. I'm tired. Right. <laughs> yeah. Crisis. <laughs> crisis changes a man. Crisis. Yeah. When he, when he yeah. sees crisis and he's like, oh yeah, I probably need to change. Right. You know. Right. And right. God can use right. a woman and be like, oh, I need her, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and stop that. Right, right. <laughs> Don't leave me, baby. <laughs> No, no. Right. like Martin. You know that scene in Martin. The first one. <laughs> it's got it like that. Um, Mr. E, uh, one of the things that I thought uh, was good, you say, you know, you make a deposit, you get something back, kind of this turn uh, investment. Um, uh, I think I don't know if it was Miles Monroe. I forget who it was, but he said women are incubators. Mm-hmm. He said you give them a house. They'll give you a home. Amen. You give them groceries. They'll give you a meal. Amen. You give them sperm. They'll give you a kid. Right, 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 <laughs> he said. Right. So it's like this. Mm-hmm. That's Amen. what it. That's yeah. that's that. It's that. That's how God created. Because what did you say? I, I'm gonna make a helper. Yes. For you. Right. We don't have a vision. If you don't cast this vision, what are they helping you with? Mm-hmm. Have you sat down went before you were married? Did you say to your wife, look? This is what I'm planning to do with my life. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be a part of it? Mm-hmm. Did she even get that chance? Or you flip-flopping every three years of what you want to do? Come right. on, Desmond. Right. Come on. She knew Amen. I wanted to be a teacher. Right. She knew that ministry was probably going to be in my life. So it's not a surprise to her. Mm-hmm. And if she said yes, you hold her accountable to that. Look, mm-hmm. you knew. You knew this is what I wanted to do. Now that it's getting hard. And that's nothing wrong with that. Bringing that up. So I think it's that that reality, and I think y'all 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 hit it um, well. That your favorite word, you always say, life is about what? Stop what I <laughs> say it again. Relationships. <laughs> Let me read Philippians uh, two one through sixty, y'all. It says imitating Christ's humility because that's what you need in a relationship. You need to be humble. You need to know who you are. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do not act out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Mm. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ. That's God's word. Amen. 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 That's God's word. Listen to this. Y'all was talking about, you talked about personal responsibility and you talked about personal responsibility. Guess who else talked about it? Tim Keller. Listen to this. (laughs) Marriage provides a better sense of personal responsibility. Married people experience greater physical and mental health. What? Also, marriage provides a profound shock absorber that helps you navigate disappointments, illnesses, and other difficulties. You recover your equilibrium faster. Studies show that spouses hold one another to greater personal responsibility and self-discipline than friends or other family members can. For example, single people can spend money unwisely and self-indulgently, self-indulgently without anyone holding them accountable. <laughs> but married people make each other practice saving, investment, and delayed gratification. Here we go. Nothing can mature a character like marriage. Well, y'all not just talking about that. Yes, we yeah, were. And, and I didn't even read that. <laughs> right, so, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> out of the mouth of two or three, let every word be established. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And, 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 and this was a big point right here. And uh, we're going to wrap up. We're going to wrap up. Mm-hmm. 
Mr. E, I want you to read number 10, nice and loud. Marriage used to be about us, but now it is about me. Read it, Dad. The same one? Yes. Marriage used to be about us, but now it is about me. (laughs) Older views of marriage are considered to be traditional and oppressive, while the newer view of the me marriage seems so liberating. And yet it is the newer view that has led to steep decline in marriage and to an oppressive sense of hopelessness with regard to it. To conduct a me marriage requires two completely well-adjusted, happy individuals with very little in the way of emotional emotional neediness of their own or character flaws that need that need a lot of work. The problem is there's almost no one like there out there to marry. The new conception of marriage as self-realization has put us in a position of wanting too much out of marriage and yet not nearly enough at the same time. Mm. The me marriage. The me marriage. That don't sound like crisis humility. No. He says, rather in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the other. That's so countercultural i'm surprised we have this place <laughs> my dad just stared at the screen <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, nah, to close out mr e we're talking about maturity character self-discipline personal responsibility tending to emotional needs living with your wife in an understanding way dying to yourself Loving them, loving them as Christ loved the church. You hear all this stuff. Does it surprise you that divorce is so rampant? <laughs> uh, not at all. Those words make us not like, ugh. <laughs> not at all. In our culture, are you surprised that it's like becoming more acceptable and acceptable, more morally and culture acceptable? When we hear this is what God's calling you to, yeah, yeah. do it. But we live in a culture where it's all about me. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not doing that. Right. This comparison, you just give a thought, your last thoughts on. Yeah. Um, why this parallel is so. Well, first of all, God's word said things will wax worse and worse. So the reality of it is, is that things are supposed <laughs> to get worse, no matter how, <laughs> how we yeah. look at it. Um, as the return of the Lord is drawing near, I think things will just continue to get worse. Um, but. It's almost as if, it's not almost as if, God has allowed his grace to just so, so vastly be used by so many that I think we don't believe that there's a consequence or a wrath anymore mm. and that people are able to just do whatever and it, and it goes mm. unknown or undone. Um, but there is a consequence, y'all. Whoever's listening to me, there's a consequence for sin. Come on. I believe if Eve knew that on the other side of eating that fruit, that she would lose a son and one son would have to be banished from the garden, she would have left the fruit alone. Amen. So there is a consequence to sin. And I challenge people all the time to realize that uh, grandma used to say, you may get by, but you don't get away. Amen. Um, but there is a love of Christ, and when you experience his love, it takes away the selfishness of our sinful nature. 
and he he has a way of doing it like no other can so trusting in him and giving your heart to him he can carry us through anything and i believe that it makes us need him more when we see so much destruction or see so much devastation and selfishness and the intent is for us to come to him that's that's the intent of his allowing these things to be seen and done because you get to you can enjoy sin for a little bit but at some point in time you're just going to get tired yeah because it wasn't designed to be something that's joyful all the time mm-hmm. you know so if you want to see success and i and, and i'll dare say a lot of people aren't even getting married anymore though exactly you know we're at that place you know right. we're talking about divorce but a lot of people not even considering marriage right um so the selfishness of our society is real it's getting worse but at the same time i do believe that if you look hard enough you will find people that are doing it right mm-hmm that are serving God and that are doing like we're doing here with this podcast, raising up the name of Jesus and knowing that Jesus is still putting together some good marriages mm-hmm. and some people are loving the Lord and they're doing it God's way. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Say right way. God's way. Amen. God's way. God's Amen. way. Amen. In life, we try to filter our ways through God's way. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. You got that. Well, as you said before, uh, one of my pet words is you know, relationships. Relationships. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you say it. Relationships. The, report, the importance <laughs> of cultivating and maintaining, you know, good relationships, man. Mm-hmm. It takes work, mm-hmm. but it also takes um, just understanding that just basically um, in your relationship with God, your relationship with others, your relationship with your spouses, put the relationship first. Mm-hmm. Always think about what's best for the relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, and a, another thing that you always hear me say, Des, is um, sometimes it's better to do right than to be right. That's it. You know mm-hmm. it better than I do. You say it all the time. Be, yeah, it's, be, it's better to do right than to be right. There you go. You know, uh-huh. Even though you know the right thing to do at that time, that's you, right. You, you're right, but do the right thing that's and, true. and submit. You know, compromise a little bit. Give grace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in certain situations and God will give you the opportunity the opportunity will come back around mm-hmm. to show that what's the right thing to do mm-hmm. you know so just put the relationship first in, in in any you know situations that you come up with just think about the relationship what's best for this relationship mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. best for this relationship and uh, I, I, I guarantee nine times out of ten that's going to be the best thing to do mm-hmm. at that moment mm-hmm. you know don't be selfish be as selfless as you can um, extend grace where you can and and humble yourself mm-hmm. Amen. humility there it is again yeah, imitating shoes, man, because we're all not we're, and none of us are perfect mm-hmm. right. and so therefore we shouldn't expect perfection mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but just extending grace and understanding that if we serve God, if we obedient to God, above all else, he'll 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 give us peace, mm-hmm. one way or the other, and that's what I want. I just want peace. Yeah, hey, man, there's yeah. no peace without conflict, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's no peace without conflict. Hey, you know, and and I just want to encourage too, because um, I, I went through this phase too, y'all, and 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 we're not gonna start back over again, but. <laughs> you know how the scripture says don't be so heavenly minded that you know earthly good mm-hmm. yeah 
Um, I don't know if that's scripture, but I got it. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's saying. Right. Well, it, it's, 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 it's somewhere in there. there. Yeah. <laughs> Turn with me. <laughs> but you, 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 you have to be careful not to be self-righteous and spiritual, too, at the same time. Right. Because sometimes you can get so spiritual that I'm right, you're wrong, like yeah. you said, and right. God is with me, and he's not hearing you and so forth uh, sometimes you may have to come off of uh i don't know who i'm talking to but sometimes you may have to come off the cloud a little bit oh yeah and, and just deal real preach with life preach you know oh you're hurting oh okay it's okay to hurt mm-hmm. you know oh you you're sad okay it's okay to be sad you know these emotions are real and 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 hope you may not have to preach to her sometimes she just need to be held Amen. She don't need a sermon. No. She just need holding. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Listen or just time spent. You yeah. know, whatever. You know, and I think those things go a very long way in relationship. Um, you know, we don't have to come home from church and have church. You know, he said, <laughs> washing the word, not drowning. Right. You know. <laughs> you know he said, so, yeah, yeah. You know, so so those are important. I mean, we we got to stop. Nah, that. Yeah, those you are good. important. You good. Things, I appreciate man. it. Last thoughts for me, um, Mr. E. You said um, you can choose the choice, but you cannot choose the consequences. You can choose to get divorced, but you can't choose the consequences of that divorce. Uh, God allows crisis in order to draw us to him. Dad said that, I think. Now it cuts off. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, God allows crisis in order to draw us to him. And then relationships take work. Um. Those are kind of last things I kind of got you got got off from you all. And the last thing I'm going to say, and then we are out. You said a lot of young people don't even want to get married anymore. Guess who else said that? Last quote. <laughs> that the perception of modern young adults on marriage is grossly negative. They perceive marriage to be horrible, boring, and unsatisfying. However, they underestimate the prospects of a good marriage. All surveys tells us that the number of married people who stay there are very happy and their marriage is uh, is high, about 61 to 62 percent. And there has been little decrease in this figure during the last decade. Most striking longitudinal studies demonstrate that two thirds of five years, if people stay married and do not get divorced, read that again. Studies demonstrate that two thirds of married people who stay together for five years and do not get divorced are happier. During the last two decades, the great preponderance of research evidence shows that married people consistently show much higher satisfaction with their partner than those who are single, divorced, or living with their partner. It also reveals that most people are happy. Also, children who grow more positive life, who grow more positive life outcomes than those who do not. So you're right, brother. Yeah. That was shared wisdom. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That was shared wisdom. This is the Life Podcast where we filter our thoughts through God's thoughts and we filter our ways through God's ways. I have the sage, the, the mystic, the wise one, Mr. Eric. I have the smoothest man in the land, the creepy call himself, the one who levitates Dave Oots with me. <laughs> Say bye to the people, Mr. Dad. It's been a pleasure, people. Till next time.
Say bye to the people, Mr. E. Been a pleasure. Can't, can't wait till next time. <laughs> Looking forward to next time. <laughs> <laughs>